All right, welcome back to the Temporal Eternal Podcast. We are so glad you have joined us today. Uh, last week, you heard from Matt Cruz, and it was amazing to hear him. And this week, the crew is all back together. And we have a special episode as we are on the week of, you know, this just past New Year's that just occurred. And, uh, you know, we have something a little bit towards that theme. Um, and then uh, and then we'll do... We'll have a, actually a guest next week, and then the following, we're gonna do more of a focus on you know the typical New Year's resolutions and goals. Uh, but today we're gonna do something a little bit different. Today uh, it's gonna be more of an interactive podcast. If you've never experienced that, I haven't either. So we're gonna try something a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely um, never and, experienced this before. No, it's a, it's and if it doesn't a, work out, never hurts to try. You know, you, no, it doesn't hurt to try, right? You know, if it doesn't work out, you can just skip this one and go to the next one, right? <laughs> sure. So, uh, so to so today we're gonna go through a passage of scripture, and the whole heart and thought process behind this is is so many times at the end of the year and at the beginning of a new year, there's a lot of things going on in our emotions, right? In our in our mind, uh, uh, we could have had a very challenging year, which uh, where a lot of us have been the last one, two, three, maybe for some even longer, maybe uh, prior to pandemic, it was even uh, very difficult, right? Uh, um, I know I had my challenges even before 2020. So re regardless, it, I've noticed in people's lives, not just my own, but even others I've interacted with that uh, sometimes uh, going from one year to another uh, can be challenging because there's so much hardship or struggles or things that uh, we're still carrying or, or wrestling with. And then also on the other side, you might go, okay, maybe, maybe no, maybe exiting out of a year isn't that, but going into a new year, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiousness, anxiousness. There's some worry. There's like all of these thoughts that we face. So Today, we want to focus on a passage of Scripture, and as we're going through this passage of Scripture and really pulling out the principles of this, uh, you know, we really challenge you to start to do this. Maybe pause the podcast for a second and, and do this. Um, we won't leave dead time, you know, for you to do it, but if you want to pause it and kind of do each of these steps, uh, you know, that would be great. Or maybe just later on after you listen to it all the way through, maybe during the week, you know, during your devotion time, you can apply some of this to your life. So uh, we are going to be going over Philippians 4, 4 to 9. And uh, this is, you know, this, this is just one of my favorite scriptures. And it starts out by saying this, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So and then it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So this, this principle is, and it's it's scattered throughout the, the scriptures, really, not only in the New Testament, but the Old Testament with like bringing things to God and talking to God. But especially in the New Testament is this principle of, man, lay these things down to Jesus, that that I I, I am going not to be anxious. And the first principle is rejoicing in God thanking God. No matter no matter what we've done in our life, uh, no matter what's happened, no matter what we're facing, can we have a heart of thankfulness, right? Like I, I could totally face, uh, think about the negatives or think about the, the challenges that I'm facing or, or maybe the, the fear that's coming up. But can I pause for a second and thank Jesus, right? Can I, can I stop for a moment and just worship him. So, would love to hear from you guys. I mean, what what are some principles for for 
for y'all that you would say, okay, th these are the this is the way I thank God. This is the way I worship Him. But even in some of the instances where maybe you've had to go through that, right, where maybe there was something unknown or uh, something that you were going through, and all that was really that you had the power to do was was worship God in it. I'll go first. So I started off um, a lot of times not even being thankful for the food that God gave me, right? And um, I'd always struggle with that. And you know how you say a blessing over the food, right? You always say a blessing over the food. But I was doing it to where I was like, just like shrugging it off, right? Shrugging, shrug, sh mm -hmm. shrugging it off. And... I sat down one day and God said, I don't have to give you this, but here it is. And I, that just, that shook me. And so every time when I go to pray now for food, I'm not praying for the food. I'm praying, I'm thanking God for it, thanking God for what he's giving me. And I'm praying for others to actually, you know, to actually have the same benefit I do because I know we're not all blessed in the world like we are in the United States. So, or even some people in the United States aren't as blessed as us. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've had to shift my mindset to, to when God just sat me down, it's like, bam, you need to stop doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, he smacked me in the face and said, be thankful for what you're getting. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's really good. I mean, Sometimes we get so, especially in our culture, get so enveloped in wanting more or needing more or all of these desires um, that really it can throw, a, throw off our perspective. So when you have that true gratefulness, it really centers you back to, man, God, you've already given me everything. You know, like, like it's enough if I don't get this or if if it's not more so that's really that's really good but i mean we just came off of christmas you know everybody's want this want that i need this i need that start off the new year being thankful for what you already have and then we just you're supposed to be thankful thanksgiving time you need to be thankful yeah all along, so it's true yeah and i think that for me like something i have to continually do and, and this is just for me and in, in self-reflection of how do i do this how do i how do i go through these things because like you said there's so many things that we've all gone through and um everybody deals with life differently everybody deals with crisis differently and i know for me like i have to continually keep the focus and the mindset of am i inviting god into this situation am i inviting god into my thought process because i know what i'm trying to do it like on my own strength and i'm trying to do it uh, by figuring it out myself you know it's a means to an end and i'm just going to get frustrated or more angry with whatever's happening you know and so i have to continually ask myself that is is am i bringing god into the situation am i inviting him in am i going back to that heart and saying let me let me take a second and pause let me invite him back into this place god what are you saying god what are you doing how am i supposed to react how am i supposed to uh what's the next step that i'm supposed to take and so yeah for me i, th I think it starts there um and that's a big thing and i know like I'll be the first to admit I need to do it more. I need to do it better, uh, more fervently, uh, going after God with it. And so, yeah, I, I think I definitely have to ask that question is, okay, in any given situation, good or bad, 
because it's easy for most of us, right? It's it's the crisis moments where we are running to God. But in every scenario, good and bad, am I giving him that Thanksgiving? Am I bringing him in? So yeah, I think that's where it starts for me, for sure. No, for sure. It, it's, you know, making sure that that thankfulness is intertwined. Because you're right. I mean, for the most part, uh, for a lot of us, there might be uh, seasons whether you're Christian or maybe uh, you're not, but yet you, maybe you believe in God where usually it's those crisis moments, right? That we go to him, but really it's <clears throat> having that relationship in every aspect of, of our life and also thanking him in every aspect. You know, I think that's, that's spot on and kind of segueing, you know, into the, the next part of the scripture and really would love to discuss this with you guys as well as, is, is, you know, it said, uh, in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And there's a promise here. There's a there's a kind of promise of a transaction where it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But the you know the 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 part right there where it says present your request to God. So we have the first principle, which is, hey, I you know rejoice in the Lord always, right? Rejoice in the Lord and give him thanksgiving, right? Worship God, thank God. And this second section, you know, in, in these first couple verses of this passage is saying, well, in this, this section of the scriptures is saying, um, present your request to God and do not be anxious about anything. So, which is really, really a fascinating principle if you, if, if we really just pause and think about it for a second. So it's saying, Okay, don't be anxious about anything, but present your request to God. Uh, there have been so many times in my life that I will, you know, go, we'll use this water bottle for instance, right? And I'll go, okay, God, I present my request to you, right? You know, maybe it's a church service or maybe I'm praying and then I say, amen. And I pick back up the water bottle and I, you know, and I, I pick back up the stress, the, the things that, and, and so at the end of the day, like, are we really presenting our request to God? Because if we are, then with this whole principle is, okay, I shouldn't be anxious. Like, okay, I'm not going to be anxious. I'm going to actually give this to God. And I, you know, I would love to hear from, from, from you guys a little bit, just on that whole thought process, right. Of, of how easily, cause I think about it too. Like even what you were saying earlier, Matt, about, you know, praying at, at, you know, the dinner table. And like, there's so many times where we can just have empty prayers based upon religious habits and really not, and, and catch ourselves going like, whoa, like, am I, I'm like, I'm talking to almighty God right now. Right. And so that, that, with that same principle, it's like, okay, are we, are we truly presenting our requests to God or are we mentioning the things that we're stressing about, but not really handing it over to Jesus? Right. And it's a, it's a continuous thing. It's not like I do it once and like, no, I have to continually give this to Jesus. But is it sometimes like, am I venting to God, which is okay too. It's, it's, but, or am I actually like laying it at his feet and trusting that he's going to take care of it by his will? Yeah. I, I think this is such a critical thing that we have to walk through too. Right. And even looking at these scriptures, because it's saying some things and I want us to almost look at it in, in a way that 
it goes back to the idea of what does God want us to take from what he's saying? And so what does God actually tell us that we need? And I think this is really cool. And, and just looking back at this scripture, right? It, it's telling us that we actually need peace, right? We need the peace of God, uh, which goes beyond anything else we can get. We need to present our requests to God, right? In every situation. And so we get his peace, we get his understanding, right? And then it says, and this will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. And so Jesus, it's saying here that like we have to guard our hearts, guard our minds. We need the peace of God. We need to give him our requests and we have to give him our thanks and gratitude, right? And so I think if we flip it around and look at it that way, is like, what is God trying to say that we need in any given situation, right? Because anybody that's even currently going through something that is just crazy in your life, right? And you're asking for the peace of God, right? And I believe 100% God gives that to us. But sometimes we don't automatically feel that, right? And so, it, like you said, Donald, you're, you're, you know, we, we are asking for it and, and God is granting it in different ways or he's teaching us through these situations. But many times we're still holding on to that thing. Right. And so I think we got to flip it around sometimes and look at, okay, what is God saying that we need right here? I know that I need the peace of God because without it, my life is going to be chaos. It's going to be a mess. I'm going to be a wreck. I'm going to be anxious. Right. And so how do I do that? Well, I got to protect my heart. I got to protect my mind. Am I going back to a focus where I'm saying, okay, God, in this situation, in my life, whatever I'm dealing with, whatever I'm going through, am I coming back to you? Not only inviting you in the situation, but realizing that you say, hey, I got to I got to focus my heart. I got to focus my mind on you. I got to bring these requests to you so that I can call on you for this peace. Right. And so do we kind of flip it upside down, I think, and look at the scripture in a different way to say, OK, God, what are you what are you saying that I need? And am I actually asking to receive that from you or am I still holding on to it? You know, so I think that's just a cool way maybe to look at it a little bit differently and, and challenge ourselves to say, OK, what does God say we need in this given situation or even just in the scripture to, to trust in him? So, yeah, I, I think we can flip that around sometimes and, and it can give us a different perspective. That is so good. I mean, anxiety is one of the biggest things America struggles with, or even yes, society. Yeah, it's huge. Anxiety. Yeah. People, people are scared of everything. But with God, you shouldn't be scared. I mean, yes, you're a God-fearing Christian. But you got to think, how am I going to get through all of this? You can't just put everything on yourself. You can't put it on friends. You can't put it on anybody else but God himself. Think of that um, that little graphic of the sand. You got the two footsteps, and all of a sudden it becomes one set of footsteps. You know, you're putting yourself on God's, like, on his back. He already went to the cross for you. And, you know, he's there for you no matter what. And it's just yeah. you have to trust him and put that into perspective. Because if you're not putting it into perspective that God died for you, you're not going to put in perspective that he has your back because he's there for you all the time. So stop worrying about what what's happening and put the trust and faith in God because he's got you. And we str I struggled with, I used to struggle with that all the time. Like, what am I going to do? 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 God's going to give me the answer. And, you know, it's, it's not always my timing. It's not always my timing. It's always his timing. But uh, you just got to be able to hop on his back and let him carry you the way and trust in his timing. 
Yeah, I, um, when, when you say that too, I, I think about, for me personally, <clears throat> I've had a few different moments in my life where I was uh, going through different challenges um, or where I was like a move to a, another opportunity or, or leave one place to go to another. And I remember in, in, in those weeks or months leading up to some of those decisions, uh, I found myself, and it's scriptural to you know, seek wise counsel, right? In Proverbs, like seek wise counsel. And, you know, those, you know, Psalms and Proverbs are scattered with those principles, right? And and it's biblical community we've talked about. But what I realized in, in my situation that I've, because I'm highly relational, I've fallen into this spot sometimes where I would give things over to people instead of God. Now, yes, I'm supposed to, you know, uh, be part of the fellowship of believers and you know, there's tons of scripture to back up you know where two or three or more are gathered like 100 like that's a principle but i should not abandon <laughs> my intimate time with jesus you know and just fully have that right like so yes like we should have you know accountability and have leaders and people in our lives to pray for us and to to help help us and walk with us through these challenging times. But I actually um, did that so much to a fault that I, I never really talked to Jesus himself about it. And, you know, I never had that, that prayer to him about it. So that's something just to keep an eye on, to be mindful of, to be careful of that. Okay. Are, are we actually having prayer time, quiet time with God that we're doing this? The other thing too, that you both, you kind of said um, that, that made me think of this. It's not really my notes, but is that, you know, yes, we need that peace. You know, that's what Brennan was saying. And then Matt, you were just saying like, oh, you know, all the, all the stress and the anxiety. Here's something really important that we should think about. The peace of God, right, um, is, is something that what? What does it say? It says it guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Why? Because what I've noticed in my life is that when you struggle and go through things, no matter what the sin is, you know, whether it's lust, whether it's anger, whether it's fear, whether it's worry, sadness, what any of those things, as you fall into those things, what a lot of times happens is it affects your vision. And I've noticed this in my life is that all of a sudden I don't see as clearly as I did before. It, it, it really kind of throws off your perspective. Um, I think about the story of Samson and he, you know, was, was a Levite set apart and then he made some poor decisions and then he lost his strength and he lost his, his eyesight. Right. Um, you know, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. So there's some, there's some principles where that the peace not only protects your heart and mind, but it really helps keep the clarity of vision of your walk with Jesus, of, of you not getting so distracted by life and by fear and by everything else that we lose perspective. Uh, you know, I, I, and, and, and it's not just on, you know, you being who God's called you to be. It's also, for the people who God's called you to, to reach. I did this one sermon illustration. I totally, I totally forgot about this, but 
where it's this this weight on you and you have all this weight and all this stress of your life and you're just looking down at, at, at everything that's going on and everything that you're facing and you're they're like, oh, this has happened with my family or my finances and all these are justifiable things that people struggle with. And I mean, every all of us go through and we're looking down on it and we're walking down the road and we don't realize that we're so enveloped with our situations and our things that people are walking by us that are assignments from Jesus for us to minister to, for us to make an impact with, but we're missing the calling in the appointments that God has for our lives. Why? Because we are so enveloped in all of our stuff. So this principle is not only yes, just so that I could live a life that maybe is a little bit less crazy and I'm less stressed out, but that I can actually submit these things to God and that his peace will actually protect my mind, will guard my mind and my heart. So yes, I can follow him closely, hear his voice with more clarity so it's not as muddled water, but that also that I am aware and available for Jesus to use for his kingdom. That I have eyes, eyes to see and ears to hear that when somebody comes across my path, I am ready for in that moment. And I think for some of you, you go, I don't know about that, Donald. I, I hear you. But I can reflect in my life too and think about the times that God said, hey, I, I had somebody, but, uh, but you weren't ready. I remember driving, we're going on a tangent here, but we're going to go for it. I remember driving in Texas. I had my, my buddy Jacob next to me and my friend Dale in the back of the pickup truck. It's a Texas y'all, you know, I'm from Boston, but I was in the country for a little bit and we're riding in the truck and they're, we're at this neighborhood, but there's a light and there's a car across from us and they're broke down with their hazards on. I mean, they are broke down. And I remember going, oh, darn it. Oh man. And my buddy Jake was like, what's wrong? It's like, we got to stop for that guy. We got to go help him. Right. And I, and I kind of had a bad attitude. I, I was either having a rush. I was rushing or had, you know, a rough day or something. I'm like, oh, we, we gotta, we gotta go stop, see, see what they need. And I remember there's not really a safe place to, to pull over on the street. So we, I pull into this neighborhood and go, not that, I mean, not far at all and just go and, and pull over. And we kind of walk up the hill back to the intersection and the car is gone. And I'm just, and I'm looking on both sides of this intersection. I do not see the car and the car is broke down. It has its hazards on. And I'm like, it's just so like what's going on. And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit pressed on my heart. And he, and he said, God said, Donald, I actually was holding that person for you to reach, for you to make an impact for But, but your, your attitude, you weren't in the right spot. And I just, I let him go. And I'll, I'll never forget that feeling of going, I missed it. And I truly believe that so many times our vision can be clouded by the anxiousness and anxiety that we don't even realize the opportunities that we've missed. Like I was blessed that God <laughs> in his love and his conviction showed me that. But I truly believe, even in the time of my life when I wasn't truly living for God, that there were missed opportunities that I wasn't even aware of because of my muddled vision. So there's there's this principle of really giving things to Jesus, not only for us to walk with God, but walk for him too. 
Yeah. And I think you said something that's so powerful is the whole thing that too, that what clouds our vision, what clouds our focus. And that's kind of the whole premise of this temporal eternal thing is, you know, what are we focusing on that has eternal value? And that word that you used was attitude. And anytime any of us would reflect and realize that maybe my attitude needs to be adjusted, it's not a good feeling, right? But I think it's critical in why even the scripture here that we're talking about starts off with this idea of gratitude. Because when we go into things with an attitude of, of being grateful and giving God thanks, I think it completely shifts our attitude and how we're looking at our life and our situation and what we're going on. And attitude becomes key in so many different things uh, when we're walking in life. And I know uh, similarly in, in so many situations where it's like I'm going through my day, maybe I'm just going through whatever, right? And there's been time and time again where where God kind of has to hit, say, hey, Brennan, wake up. Like, are you paying attention to me? Are you paying attention to what I'm doing around you? And those those missed opportunities sometimes of I'm, I'm just so into me and so maybe even frustrated in my day and what's going on that I'm missing the opportunity of what God might be speaking to me or might even want to use to speak through me to do in somebody else's life. And so I have to do that too. It's like, where's, where's my attitude at? And is that actually clouding the focus of myself in God and what he's doing, what he's trying to speak in that moment? So yeah, I, I think the attitude has, has a big thing to do with it. I'm the same way. I just, I just had that situation. Like it's just mind-boggling that you brought this up. It's like not not the fact that I had a, an opportunity to share the gospel or anything. It's just that God's like said, "Hey, I'm in control. I got it. Don't worry about it. Just be you and just do you, and do what I'm telling you to do." And that's that's sometimes you have a hard time with that, you know. And sometimes you gotta put yourself in check and make sure your attitude's good. And because people are always looking at us. If you say you're a Christian, people, are, they have their eye on you. Yeah. They want to see how you react to things. It's true. Especially in the stressful times, right, Matt? Like not just the, yeah. the, the good times. It's, it's what people notice when they know like something's wrong. And it's like, you know, how's, how's our joy then? That's exactly true. No, that's, we had that problem. Like we didn't have, it wasn't a problem. I wouldn't say that. It was just with my dad going through cancer and everything. Um, and when he passed away, people couldn't believe how well we were handling it. It's just because hmm. we weren't taking it and putting it on anybody else but God. And that's the thing is he gave us the strength to pull through and people's eyes were on us. We still get compliments to this day and it was almost 10 years ago that wow. how well we handled um, him passing away and just overcoming what, people are, fe are scared of the most you know uh death is not easy and i'm not saying it was easy and not it wasn't easy at all but you know god provided the strength for us it's really good you're an inspiration man um no 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 i'm not and that's not <laughs> me bragging at all i'm just that's, no i know no I'm, I'm not i mean it's it's go ahead we're gonna say brendan no, I was just going to say that I, I think that in our lives, you know, anything that we're doing, wherever we're at, you have some sphere of influence, you know, whether it's the people that you're working with, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, and people are going to pay attention to that, you know, for, for whatever capacity you are a leader in the workplace, in a ministry, in your life, with your family, 
you know, people are going to look at how you react. And so it's like, if we're image bearers of Christ, if we're bearing the love of God within us, if we represent the answers that this world truly needs, which is Jesus, right? We carry that within yeah. us. And so if we're going to put that forth, that's why we have to be intentional about, about doing these things. And and by no means am I, am I saying that I do this perfectly. By far, like each of us work on this daily, but I think it's so important that we do make it a priority to say, hey, how are we representing this? And that goes hand in hand back to what you were originally talking about, Donald, is, you know, are we spending that time with the Lord? Are we going back to that heart and actually going and, and giving him that gratitude, uh, offering up our request to him with a humble heart, you know? And so it's like, do we start there? Because when we do that, when we allow God to be in that place, uh, then he helps through us be a leader of the example of his love and his grace and his truth. So yeah, it's, it is, it's a key thing in any capacity, anyone, anyone that's listening, whatever capacity of your life that you hold a sphere of influence or leadership, um, or just as an individual day to day, um, people are going to see that, you know? And so it's, it's not a challenge of, Hey, be perfect. It's, rely on the one who is perfect in order for him to yeah. work through you. Yeah. So you can be a vessel. Yeah. So the, the, la the last part of the passage, right? It's, it says, of course, we rejoice in the Lord. We we're not anxious about anything, but every situation by prayer, petition and Thanksgiving present request to God. And then it says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts, minds, your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Then it says this, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So here's this, this is such a, a such a principle, um, is it's basically saying, and I'd love to hear kind of what y'all's thoughts are on this, you see even in your own life. Okay, all the stresses and things you're going through right? You, you lay at the feet of Jesus, but then God's like, okay, now there's some empty space there right now. Now it's like, okay, if I, if I, if I'm not going to be thinking about these things, I need to be thinking about other things in replacement, because if not, what ends up happening is I start to think about it again, right? So what are the things that I'm going to dwell on and think about that are pure, that are lovely, that are of God, that will not only help encourage my faith, but also stir me in a direction to, you know, walk away from my anxiousness. Donald, I'll let you go first on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, go I'm, I got to process it, so I'm still processing it. <laughs> no, yeah. So, so I mean, like for for me, like, like it's like it's simple things like worship music, right? So things that are, you know, music that is glorifying the Lord that is speaking the the truths of scripture that is reminding me about, you know, what this whole thing is about. Like I remember, um, I used to listen to, I won't say who, cause I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be slamming people or anything, but really before I was living forgotten high school, I listened to this one rapper and it, he, it, the music fueled my anger. So when I was angry, I listened to him and it would make me even more angry, right? It would affect me in that way. So and in the opposite way, like listening to worship music, you know, caused me to think about God, caused me to sing and worship Jesus, reading his, reading his scripture, um, for me, definitely does that uh, when I'm reading a passage of scripture and, and the Lord showing me something. Uh, going into a, a a Bible study or a small group or having a conversation 
with maybe like a brother in Christ and we're just talking about God and talking about life and they're encouraging me. Like those are those things that I think, think on and participate in um, instead of, you know, being in my corner by myself. Because typically what we do during stressful times, a lot of us is we kind of either uh, run into the wrong crowd or wrong situation because we don't want to deal with it. Or we uh, come introspective and we uh, are alone and we don't actually surround ourselves with good godly people and, you know, pure environment or atmospheres to really help our mindset. Yeah, I, I think, and this kind of correlates a little bit with the example you gave earlier, Donald, is uh, I picture a windshield, right? And so if you're driving, what are the purpose of windshield wipers? It's when it starts raining and it's to get the raindrops off of your window so you can focus, right? You can continue to see clearly. And so it goes back to that heart of like vision in our life and what God's doing and what God's speaking in any given situation. And when I look really at this list of things, it's like, okay, if I'm going to focus on these, like you said, Donald, is what are the things that are not in this list that maybe I'm focusing on right now? And so I'll ask that to all of us maybe listening today is like, what are the raindrops that are, are clouding your vision through the windshield right now in your life? And what are those things that are getting in the way that are, are clouding that focus? You know, and so then through the vehicle of the windshield wipers to clear that away, are, are we bringing that back to the heart of what is God saying? What is God doing? The heart of the scripture, allowing this to speak to our lives. Like you said, Donald, worship you know, worship music, even simply, is that something that can clear away these distractions? Because I know when it's maybe a matter of time, or I'm just doing too much, or I'm feeling burnt out or frustrated in a situation, or I'm trying to figure something out. You know, if you're going through a financial situation right now, and you're just trying to think of every single thing that you can do to try and, and get through it. It's like, I know for me, when I'm going through that stuff, I got to take a step back. And I got to say, okay, God, I, I need to meet with you. I need to focus on you. And I got to clear these distractions away. I got to I gotta get the windshield clear so that I can see clearly ahead of me. Because if you can't see, right, you're going to crash. And so think about that yeah. in the sense of your faith. Is if you can't see clearly, right, if we're not focusing on these things that are of God, are pure, are holy, are, are of what he desires for our life, it spiritually is going to make us crash. And I don't want that. I don't think that any of you want that, right? And so how do we kind of bring that in and say, okay, can I allow God to clear away these distractions and focus on him? You know, and so, yeah, it's got to start there. That's good. Yep. I mean, I always tell people what you do, Donald, turn on some worship music, getting your mindset to change because when you get angry, <laughs> you're sometimes you're not thinking what the Lord wants you to think. So, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> so come like, on. <laughs> um, and then it's just like the worship music just brings you back. It just brings you back. So right now, if you're struggling with something and you're listening to this podcast, maybe it might be helping you just go turn on some worship music, sit back and just relax and listen to the words and just listen to the music and just sit and listen to what's happening and what's being said, because there is no God like Jehovah. I mean, you might get you might get stuck in that. That's kind of more upbeat. But, you know, there is no God like Jehovah. I, I haven't heard that song forever. I don't know why that came to my head. <laughs> Throwback. Throwback. <laughs> Throwback. So, I mean, think about that. Just think of what God can do for you 
and listen to what he can do to for you because a lot of worship songs tell you what he's doing for you. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. So yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of things that you can do with that, right? Those things that that we should be thinking on, and then also there's a lot of things that we should go. Okay, if if it's like I and I think you said this a little bit, Brendan, too. Like, you know, if it's not on this list, <laughs> if you go, if you think about some of the things like the the normal processes, the people, the situations, the TV shows, the music. Um, whatever that is. I mean, for some, you know, it could be, you know, you're, you know, you during the stressful times, you're, you're run to drugs or something like that. And it's just like, okay, if, if those things, whatever it is, aren't lining up with, um, things that are, let me pull it up again here. Uh, things that are excellent, praiseworthy, you know, those sort of things that if they don't, if they don't line up with that, well then maybe I shouldn't be doing it right. Maybe, maybe that shouldn't be it. So, so this was kind of the, you know, a little bit of a different podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to end with this, uh, with, with just, uh, one of the words that, where it says that, um, you know, it'll guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So when you look at the Greek, uh, one of the definitions I, I read, um, in a com in a commentary in a concordance was really fascinating. And it said of Christianity, this is describing peace the tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ and so fearing nothing from God and content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that issue. So it's like this, I mean, that was an incredible definition of man. It's just this tranquil state that, Hey, whatever my lot is, I am sure of my salvation in Christ. And no matter what happens here on earth, I have peace that guards my heart. And, uh, and yeah, so awesome. Well, thank, thank you guys. Any, any final words as we close up today? I think it's a perfect way to sum it up. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. I mean, no, make sure any other way. So, (laughs) (laughs) so make sure to subscribe, uh, on, uh, YouTube, leave a review. Um, even if you listen to one of the other channels, we really appreciate reviews and subscriptions on the other ones. It does help the algorithm there. Feel free to leave a review on Apple, um, and, and, uh, a comment and a rating for that as well. And, uh, keep an eye out probably in the next week or two, our, uh, store will be up, uh, where, so our website just about the podcast, but then we'll have a couple, uh, merch things uh, like this and some other stuff as well. Um, if that's something that uh, you want to do. So, uh, thanks again for listening. We're excited again. Make sure you're here next week. We have an amazing guest speaker, uh, Justin Kane. Uh, he's an author. He's, he's incredible. And he will be, uh, who will be entering interviewing for our next, uh, next week's podcast. See you guys have a happy new year, obviously. Bye-bye. See ya. Happy new year. <laughs>